Welcome to this week's edition of the Casual Shooter Podcast. This week you have me and you have Leo. Good morning. This week, once again, we have two guests. They come by way of the Laser app. We're going to speak with Ben Campomains. I hope I didn't destroy his name there. I'm Sam Sutfin. Let's welcome them, bring them in the show now. Hello, gentlemen. Good morning, guys. I hope I got your last names correct. Oh, I, I heard. I think I've been called the wor worst things in the Marine Corps, so that's okay, Dave. <laughs> now, yeah, usually uh, the other guy that does the show butchers the names, but he's at work, so. <laughs> Equal opportunity. That's good. Exactly. Yeah. Why don't you take a minute and introduce yourselves? Okay. Um, my name's Ben. Um, I'm the CEO and co-owner of a company called Laser. Uh, you see us on the website, laser, L-A-S-R-A-P-P.com. Um, we create uh, or we run software for dry fire on your computer or your uh, smart device. And I'm, I'm Sam, um, and I'm the operations manager for Laser. So I do all the day-to-day the -day runnings of um, the office um, and then any minor technical stuff that comes up and we both answered the phones <laughs> <laughs> all right so what we normally do we usually ask a few questions to get to know our guests so that's what we're going to start with there uh the first question we normally have uh well actually before i ask it um just so for these first few questions we don't stumble over each other so we'll go alphabetical. Ben, I'll let you answer, and then Sam. So question number one, what's your favorite movie? Uh, <laughs> I'd say Jaws. I like Jaws. How about oh, that? Oh, okay. Yeah. I like it. I would have to go with, like, A Quiet Place, first or second one. The second one we just watched, it was pretty good. Or some M. Night Shyamalan movie. That's pretty good. Okay. All right. How about favorite book? Uh, let's see. <laughs> of the ones I'd listen to, I guess, or book. Uh, how about the one called The Millionaire Next Door? It's it's not a science fiction book. It's kind of like a financial real-life application book, I guess. Okay. Um, I think I would have to go with um, a book called um, Identifying the Seed. It's, it's basically it's a theological and nature book. Um, basically laying out the distinctives between dispensationalism and covenant theology. Man, you're deep. That, those are the, those are the biggest uh, polysyllabic words people have used on this show ever. And I don't know if you've noticed, everybody except you was just stunned and has no clue what you just said. It's <laughs> like, yep. And I went to Catholic school my whole life. Literally got theology. <laughs> So that's, that's impressive. <laughs> so our, our other co-host, he has a question that he likes to ask everybody. So we create, we just made it one that we ask everybody now. And that is what's your, who's your favorite superhero? Oh man. Um, well, I'll, I'll give you two. I don't know if they're the copacetic or not. I guess I like to say I like underdog, but uh, that makes me a kid. Um, but I, I guess if you would say today, I don't know if he's a superhero. I like, I was when I was on travel. I used to watch The Punisher. I don't know if he's a superhero. Mm -hmm. but he's more like a vigilante. vigilante. Those are probably the two I would say. Okay, we'll go with yeah. it. Um, I would probably off the top of my head. I'd probably have to go with uh, probably Daredevil. <laughs> there you go. All right. 
from those polysyllabic words, Sam, to Daredevil. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Favorite gun and caliber. Ooh, favorite gun and caliber. Um, they don't have to be the same. Like, it doesn't have to be pistol, rifle, rifle. It could be any combination. A mix, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I guess if it's my favorite, I'll carry it every day. And I carry a Walther PPQ M2 in nine, but my favorite caliber is really the 45 ACP. That's what I would say. I like it. Um, I would have to go with the Glock 19. Um, favorite caliber? It would either be between nine mil and five five six, mainly because I like shooting ARs a lot. All right. Now, both of you, I am gay. I, I know Ben was Sam from conversation earlier. Sounds like you were in the military. Yes, uh, I was. I was for about six and a half years. Um, uh, deployed once to Afghanistan in two thousand ten to two thousand eleven. Um, and then was stationed with three different units, one in Germany, one in just outside of Savannah, Georgia. And then my last one was at Fort Bragg. Okay. So for the two of you, this is the unique question to our guests. What was your favorite time in the military? Oh, wow. Um, my time, actually, I was in the Marine Corps Reserve during from 88 to 96. Uh, that was during Desert Storm. We never really got deployed uh, out to the sandbox. Um, my unit was a desert artillery unit. We fired in the 29 stumps a lot. Um, but ironically, we got put up in the Arctic Circle. So I'd say, even though it was one of the suckiest times, um, it was that time my unit got deployed to the Arctic Circle. We got to see the British Marines and the Norwegians. And it was just an interesting experience. You actually went into the tunnel system inside the mountains to pull the gear out. That was probably, it's the worst time, but it was also the best time, I'd say. Hmm. Yeah, I think those two actually, yeah, those coincide. Your best times usually walk right alongside <laughs> your worst ones. Um, yeah, I would say Afghanistan was, you know, was probably my favorite in the realm of all the different people you got to meet. Um, and just the life in the military was much easier deployed in the sense that you had one job. And it was as long as you were still breathing and your buddies were good, you're fine. Um, but then when you get back to garrison, there's all this you know, garrison rules of looking pretty, pretty all the time or your haircut had to be in perfect spec and stuff like that. So yeah, best and worst deployment, definitely worst moments in my life. And then some of the, the best time in my career was on deployment as well. Okay. Now, how did the two of you come about being part of laser, the laser app? Well, I mean, well, Sam, I won't speak for Sam, but he's he's the saltiest guy in the crowd. I mean, he's, um, you know, you're crusty at this point. Um, I actually joined Laser. I'll put it that way. Joined Laser in April. Um, I used to work for a small company called GameStop. I was the IT telecom manager. We handled about 4,000, you know, the 4,000 stores that they had out there. I got laid off. Uh, yeah, a little. I got laid off. Uh, did a stint doing IT technical sales for about a year, year and I'd say a year and a half. But the whole time I was looking at uh, leaving telecom IT altogether and doing something that kind of spoke to me. Uh, I like guns, uh, but frankly, I guess I don't want to say I'm, I'm looking to Sam like it's the Brady Bunch. I guess he's over here. Um, <laughs> every time I touched firearms in the military, was, you fired it and you cleaned it. And I said, man, guns always have that connotation. Yeah, you touch it, you're going to clean it. Um, I never really thought about it, but 
for me, self-defense was a big thing and something that I believed in. So my wife and I actually pursued looking for a business. Uh, we were looking at franchises, but ultimately uh, we ran into the company. Jason and John were the former owners, um, good guys and everything. They're still out there. And what would what he did, we ended up purchasing the company. And then Sam, um, Sam came along with the company. He stayed with us uh, to help run the run the company, and he's doing a great job right now. So that's how I met Sam. Um, so I I came into the company in about late spring of 2016, and it's really like to make a long story short, the previous owner, one of the previous owners, was in the in the military, and um. I had to, once I got out, you have to do your initial, like the VA needs to take a look at you to uh, see what condition they get you in when you get out of the military. So I happened to be seeing this doctor and he was doing his once over on me and he would ask me, you know, hey, what was your job in the military and all this other stuff. Um, come to find out, John, one of the previous owners, had been in there not too long before and the doctor was like, hey, um, there's a guy that's looking for someone with your skill set that he owns his own business a little bit older than you. And, um, uh, I'll have to contact him and see if I can give, give you his information. So that's kind of how that all started. It ended up a day later. He'd got the okay from John to share information. And then I, uh, hit them up and they were like, send your resume in. And a week later I was hired on. Um, so kind of a weird transition of, you know, just weird things coming together at one time. Um, but yeah. Wow. Very interesting. So the VA got it right. <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. One time. <laughs> it's just me. once. Look at that. Hey, blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> would you, would you say Sam, the VA was almost hazardous duty as well? I mean, that's tougher than being deployed. <laughs> Having to navigate. Yeah. He can walk in there like, where do I go? Like, <laughs> Okay, so explain to the audience exactly what Laser App is. Um, Sam, you want me to run with that one and you fill in the gaps? I mean, Sam gets to see it from the inside. I get to talk to customers from time to time, but um, we actually have two versions of Laser uh, Laser App. Um, the company, the website again is lasrapp.com, but in there, there's two applications. There's one called Laser Classic, and then we have Laser X. Laser X is the newer one, and uh, in in essence. Both applications deal with dry fire. I mean, you guys probably know dry fire from time in the military. It wasn't sexy. It's something you did during grass week, sitting there snapping in. But uh, a lot of people overlook it thinking, hey, there's no recoil. It's useless. Uh, what we do is we take dry fire, something the military has done for a long time, add technology to it, you know, a webcam, internet, in this case with LaserX and your computers. And it does a lot of the analysis of your shooting. So, you know, whether you jerk the trigger, um, your, your split times, your part time, we can run that. But the two applications, again, are Laser Classic, the Laser X. Laser X can run on any web uh, web browser as long as you have an internet connection and a webcam to watch the targets. And in Laser Classic, it resides strictly on your PC. So it's a Windows-based application. It's the first one. Um, but what's great about that is you can use certain, it's certain use cases, like with a recoil device, you would use Laser Classic. Or if you have no you know, web connection, some of the instructors that are out there are in places where there's no internet connection. They like that as well. So those are the two main applications that we have. There's other plugins on the side and there's a few other applications we have, but those are the, Sam, would you say those are the two primary ones? Yeah. Yeah. I think when you, when you want to, yeah, those are the two distinctive, generally speaking, they're going to do the same thing. 
they're going to show you where you shot, how fast you shot, and then they can you know do certain things like tell you movement after trigger pull. Um, so, but yeah, basically in a nutshell, what laser does is it watches anything you want as a target with anything that emits a laser and then gives you feedback on based on where that laser hit the target. Okay. Yeah, I'm look I'm looking at it here and I've seen a few I've seen a few videos. I actually ran across it. We interviewed Riley Bowman from mm. concealcarry.com yeah. slash concealcarry podcast. And you know, they carry it on their website. So I was looking at that. So as I understand, it works with it'll detect any type of laser, whether it's um red, green, anything, correct? Right. It'll even it'll pick up infrared as well. Uh, so okay. if you want to, I mean, if you don't want to cheat by riding the laser on your target, it'll it'll pick up infrared if you have the correct camera. And uh, most both of the cameras that we do sell, in fact, Sam does a lot of the manufacturing of those cameras, picks up infrared. So that's not a normal webcam then that would work with that. No, most most okay. standard webcams are going to have an IR cut filter on them. Um, so they're not going to detect an infrared light. So uh, we offer two, two different cameras that will pick up infrared as well as visible lasers. Um, but, but by and large, your standard webcams aren't going to be able to detect an IR. Okay. Now, the one thing I do like about it that I've seen is you, you don't have to buy any certain type of target. It'll pick up whatever you designate, correct? Yeah. Uh, on, on, on Laser X, I mean, in Laser Classic, you can do whatever you want. In fact, when I first touched the application, because I, I bought all the other, yeah, I, I'll admit it, I bought all the other applications, all the other products that are out there. And what shocked me about Laser, especially Laser X, is it's pretty aggressive in doing auto target detection. So if you have light switches, pictures, soda cans sitting on your fireplace, and that's the, what your camera is looking at, it'll automatically pick that up. Or you can post your own targets and then paint the target yourself or highlight the target yourself. I thought it was pretty interesting because um, it doesn't require a lot of special stuff, so you don't have to buy special targets. You can use stuff that you have in your hotel room if you want to practice in your hotel room or stuff that's in your house, just pictures. In fact, I was watching a video of a gal using it this last week, and she had her pictures on uh, her targets on the wall. But I said, I wonder if she triggered it, she would have picked up all the other stuff. So really, targets, it's, it's, uh, it's whatever you want to use. Yeah, yeah. The, with the caveat of being, they need to be um, static. Yeah. So people trying to put stuff on a screen and making a move or things like that, those aren't supported uses within laser because it does throw off your shot detection. Um, so static, static targets, whether posted note, light switch, scuffs on a wall. Um, <laughs> you can yeah, do that. Scuffs on a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. If you've got kids, you got scuffs on the wall. There you go. Oh, you yeah. got crayon markings and everything. Yeah. Exactly. Now, is, is there, I, I don't mean to interrupt Dave or anything, but is there a way where, because a lot of people that use it for competition training, not just everyday carry, uh, they have other products out there for swingers and poppers and all mm -hmm. that jazz. Is there anything on the horizon or I don't, under, again, I barely understand email. Is there a way for you guys to be able to put something in the software, whatever the term is, that you could pick up a moving target? 
Sam, you want to you want to go run with that? I saw a video that the other John Jason and John had done before, but I'll let you talk about it if you want to try with that one. Sure, I'll, I'll take a I'll take a pot shot at it, pun intended. Um, <laughs> the uh, so currently we don't have anything in the works to work with moving targets. Now, technology grows exponentially versus us growing linearly. So, the chances of that being something that could happen in the future. Are, are very very possible however at this point in time we don't see anything in the way that the software works that we could add that in the near future um but again it could happen down the road you know on that one sam i remember i was watching a video because um there's a video that jason and john did where they're actually using a target that rotates you know it flips mm -hmm. around the challenge with that is because a lot of the um these applications, whether it's ours or others that are on uh, phone apps, they pick up uh, changes in light values. So if you're having a black target or no target, and all of a sudden it flips to uh, a place where you have a white target in front of you, it'll fool the, uh, the system and think you have a shot. Um, but there are, you know, it, what's crazy is the users that we have, they have so many different use cases. Some of them are, are probably doing it and we just don't know about it. Um, but then all this, because all of a sudden we'll see a video posted of what they're doing with it. But um, right now, it's not an official use case. But I'll say, if any of your you know viewers or listeners are doing it, let us know. I mean, we love we love hearing those stories from people. That's what's great about it. All right. Oh, you, you know what, Dave? If I could add though, or Leo, uh, one thing you talk about um, competition shooters. Laser X has a networking feature. So I mean, Sam, I mean, you can round this out a bit more. You can connect multiple devices on Laser X. Uh, I think you could do ten different camera, up to ten different devices. I think it is. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a limit, um, but what it allows you to do is, let's say you set up one room where you start your string of fire, and you have certain targets. You can actually move to another room, uh, like we would do in IDPA, move to another area with a different setup of targets and engage those. So while you might not have movement of targets, what's nice about Laser X. And the networking feature it allows you to move through rooms in different uh you could do a shoot house or room clearing scenario and that might be interest of interest to people who are doing competitive shooting because i know we move a lot when we go through idpa in the different stages yeah so you could actually set up a, a course of fire and it'll be able to pick it up if different rooms or whatever okay sure yeah and, and each device that you're on so say just one camera on your computer or cell phone Either version of laser can handle up to 20 different target zones at one time. So as long as that's in your field of view with the camera, you can still have a pretty decent string of fire on one device in and of itself. Right. And that and that will record your transitions, your first shot, all of that. Yes. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. It'll do your shot time, your split times, your total times, and then it'll tell you which target you actually hit on that shot. So I guess it's just recording then the time between the laser being activated. Is that what, how it's measuring this? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's no, okay. There, and we've already established there's no special laser you have to use anything like that. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the common uses are, you know, the, uh, the pistols or any laser training. And in fact, um, you don't have to buy, you don't have to buy our specific cartridge. I mean, there's nothing fancy about the laser cartridge that we use. You can use anything that you have already. In fact, if you have a laser cartridge in your own handgun, um, you download uh, or log into the application, subscribe, and you're up and running. 
I, I did notice, um, and I had been talking to our other host who isn't here today. He has the cool fire trainer. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, where we talked about the ability to link different cameras and create almost like a, a, a USPSA or an IDPA stage where you can move and shoot different targets um, and things of that nature. The, the only drawback there is you would have to find a way. It either have to be a cert pistol or a cool fire trainer. I'm not aware of any other device out there that would give you multiple laser activations without having to manually activate the slide. Is that correct? That you're aware of? Right. There, there is one out there. Um, a lot of people, the main, the main, like, I guess, provider of these would be in their, their airsoft conversion kits. So it converts an airsoft pistol into a laser trainer. Um, and that is put out by a company called laser ammo. Um, so you have their KWA ATPs, um, they have different models, but laser ammo is the main proponent of that. Um, now our, in our software, we'll see it, you know, either way with the right setup, but. Okay. And the only reason I, I bring that up is there's, um, I don't know if there's a cert pistol out there that like I shoot carry optics. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know if there is a cert pistol out there that would allow me to shoot a, uh, with a dot on the gun for dry fire practice. Um, are you talking about having a red dot sight and, um, yeah. red dot sight in place of your iron yeah. sights on your, on your Correct. pistol? Yes. Um, in, in fact, Jason, um, Williams, when I first met him, uh, he showed me a cert pistol. I think he likes to shoot M and P's. Uh, he has a red dot sight on it, and I don't remember if he put that on himself or I think CERT is actually, I might get this wrong. I don't want to get him in trouble, but I think they're actually selling a model now that actually has an optic on top of it. So okay. I've seen him with red dots on there. Yeah. So what, what CERT, as far as I'm, and not to like dismiss Ben's, Ben's comment, but. Oh, you can do it all the time, man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what CERT makes is they make just basically a sight window that replaces that rear sight. And all it is is just literally the sight window. And then they, they use the take-up laser to be your your dot inside of that. Now, that, that isn't going to work very well with our software. So what Jason did was he went and took a universal red dot mount and put it on one of their pro models with the metal slide because they do sell some with polymer. But when you start wedging something into that yeah. rear sight on polymer, it's going to pry it out. Um but he took a universal airsoft mount that you can put red dots on, red dot sights on, and he mounted a red dot, an airsoft red dot sight. Um, because he, and his, his thinking on that, and it worked well for him, his thinking why he chose an airsoft red dot sight instead of putting a RMR on there or something like that, where you're dropping a $500 sight or whatever they are onto it. He bought the airsoft one for less than a hundred bucks because he said there's no recoil on the cert pistol, yeah. so it's not going to throw that dot off. And it worked well for him for years. I want to say he had that on there for two or three years. Um, wow. So that's what I typically recommend when somebody's like, "Hey, I, I have a cert pistol, or I want to buy a cert pistol, and I want to use a red dot on it." 
then I, yeah, hey, you know, these sellers might have this universal site. So no matter which red dot you have, you just replace that rear sight, slide the old one out, slide this one in, and mount your red dot on it. Just do it on a pro model so it doesn't rip out of the, the polymer. If you want to use it with our software. If, if you're just a firearms instructor and you want to train somebody on a red dot, use to take a blazer all day long. Um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, Sam, I know you mentioned that you like using the AR platform. I mean, we also actually, you have the search stick. If you like to train with AR or pistol caliber, or I'll say pistol caliber carbine, you can use a search stick with one of their uh, Proformer models or the 110s and get the feel of having an AR. Or you can actually use, uh, what is it, search bolt that you have. If you want to run around and do your drills, dry fire drills with an AR platform, you can do that as well. And because it's a laser, it works just perfectly with our application. And it does, obviously, the bolt does allow for auto resetting. That's what CERT's name, you know, claim to fame is, is their stuff is auto resetting, so. Oh, very nice. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I can imagine um, just looking at a few of the videos, like I've watched a few from John Wallace. Mm -hmm. um, very, I mean, the applications are limited only by your imagination. Yep. I know I keep looking left and right. I have multiple screens, so that's what I'm I'm looking at. I have your web page up on one side and videos up on the other. Um, and then my my camera stuff in the middle. But um yeah, I mean uh, some of the like I said or like we have discussed. I mean, you can set up an entire array. Now, how long I've seen some videos showing the setup process, but I know initially it's going to take a little bit of time, you know, to get familiar with the process. But let's say you've done it a few times. How long can someone expect it to take to set up everything in the LaserX app and be ready to shoot? Mm, Sam, what's, what's your take on that? Because you've talked to a lot more customers than I have. What, what's your start to sure. someone firing it up and getting ready to shoot? How long would you think it takes? Yeah, I think once once the initial, like you said, Dave, the once you once you get the initial, like you've kind of got the familiarization with it, where you kind of want it in your house and the lighting in that area and stuff like that, I would say it would take no more than five to ten minutes at yeah. most. Yeah. Um, I mean, we definitely, granted, we've worked with it for years, but when we go to like shot show and things like that, once we have our initial setup done, I mean, we can be up and running in almost less than five minutes. All right. In fact, Sam, wouldn't you say, I mean, we get calls from instructors and people who actually shoot in their own garage. They leave the setup there and all mm -hmm. they do is they log into the, uh, if you're laser X, they just log into it and they're up and running again. So it, it depends. I mean, if you have to tear everything down or how elaborate your setup is, let's say you're doing it in a hotel room, it could take a while because you're changing the environment. But if you have a corner of your office or your room or in the garage where that's all you do is practice your dry fire, it's, I, I think the longest thing is logging onto the application and you're set to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you, you know, I was going to say, Dave, oh, I don't mean to take off a different path, but what got me was, uh, you know, dry fire, we were saying people kind of dismiss it saying it's not sexy. It's not fun, but uh, we use, like, we, we use it in the military a lot. And I was reading the stats uh, from the NICS checks from last year. I think one of the stats I saw is that there's eight, what, 8 million new firearms owners out there. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, because, because the company, when we purchased it, uh, my wife is a co-owner of the company. And she, you know, she has that feeling about guns too. She likes them, but she's always unsteady as a, how confident should I be or 
should I take my friends out and shoot? That, well, what we thought was interesting is, and here, this is an interesting stat, everybody here is 8 million. Okay, great. And 40% of those new farm owners were women. And the way you look at it, there's more women who bought their first farm last year than there are in the city of Chicago. If you think about 3.3 million women. And one of the things about dry fire is it's safe. You don't have to use, you don't use live ammo at all. So if you're pensive, whether you're a new shooter, uh, you know, uh, I heard, heard blacks are also a big um, first time farms purchasers, uh, women, you know, minorities uh, or anybody, it doesn't matter who you are. You join the second amendment community. We want you to be one first off safe. That's what we want to do proficient. And then you become confident after a while and dry fire because there's no live ammo. And we've done that before is a perfect way to get started and, uh, and get used to the platform you have. Cause the worst thing I can think of is someone buys a gun thinking they're protected because they have a gun, but actually they're more dangerous to themselves because they take it home. And if they never train with it, they throw it in their drawer. First time they take it out is when someone's breaking through their door, they're danger. They're a danger to their themselves and their loved ones. They thought they were protecting. So I think dry fire for anyone, and we'd love you to use our application, but just get some training. That's the big thing out there. And I know with ammo, it's hard to do, but dry fire, you don't use ammo. And what's nice about it is you're using that gun or that platform you just bought. So you're getting used to the manual of arms for your weapon. And that's, that's why I, when I said I like guns, but I like, what I like more is the fact that we're helping educate and get people comfortable in the new second amendment in, as new members of the second amendment community. That's the big thing. What excites me about laser. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, I took you off a different path there. Sorry about that. That's no, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I had to cough real quick. Now. I, I mean, I, I come from a, a precision rifle background, so I've actually already been contemplating it. How many, how many customers do you guys have or that you're aware? Of? And I don't need an exact number, but I mean, do you have customers that actually use this for dry firing with rifle? And I don't mean AR, I mean, bolt action rifle. Sure. Sam, I mean, yeah. what's your thought about it? Cause I know we sell the cartridges for AR and uh, we, we sell the laser ammo cartridges. Um, you know what calibers no. do we sell there? Yeah, I, I mean they they adapt to you know thirty out six and three oh eight um, laser ammo cartridges do. Which, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm not a precision rifle shooter, but a lot of times you do have the three oh eights or um, you know the, right around that caliber. But I, now I don't have like three three eight Lapu or anything like that. But Barrett fifty. Sorry, um, sorry, Dave. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, but yes, I mean, it, it, it is it is far less common to have people cost and say, hey, we're precision rifle shooters and this is what we want to do. Um, however, that has happened um, a couple times, you know, and so it, it is possible. The, the, the thing that comes down to is you have to look at how much room indoors do you have. Um, and so then you start having to play with, you have to micro scale your targets you know, within the software and where you're at at the firing line, but trying to replicate a, you know, thousand yard shot, it's going to be pretty difficult indoors. What? Just um, a thousand to do? What are you talking about? Yeah. That's a lot of trigonometry. And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah we don't, yeah. Dave can do that. I, that's, but, well, but I mean, you, I was even considering, you know, if you go out to, like, I'm a member of the Isaac Walton and the, they only have a hundred yard range. Sure. 
But if I put a one six size target at a hundred yeah. yards, now I'm replicating 600. Yeah. I just have to put my camera closer. Um, but so would I, um, what am I trying to say? Is there a way to set a camera up closer and link it to say a tablet closer to me where I could then say, do 10 rounds of dry fire with a rifle mm -hmm. replicate 600 yard target and see my impacts on the tablet closer to me. That's one of the use cases. So one of the cases I might think of is you could, I think, technically set that up and remote into that computer or that device that you have closer to the camera or closer to the target. Okay. Uh, because, I mean, if you're setting up 100 yards and you're putting the camera, we typically say uh, within five to 10 yards or five to 10 feet of the target. If you're that close, you're 100 yards back. If you have a connection, you could remotely log into that computer and see what's going on up close. I think that's the way to do it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, and to kind of add on to Ben's thing, there is, if you're looking at it just a, in, in general, the average user and what they're going to want to do with it. So depending, if, if you have a tablet, the tablets we do recommend, like Ben said, five to seven feet from the target. Um, because laser excel used integrated camera on a mobile device when you're using a laptop with an external camera that's a little bit different you do have about anywhere from four to six foot of play on that usb cord so you could push the camera further closer to the target and have the computer back closer to you um you can also add usb extensions we just recommend that those extenders have a repeater in them to boost yeah. that signal the rest of the way down the cord Okay. Um, that, that would be how I would, I would do that in just a general use case. Cause you know, Ben is real technical and knows, yeah, I can remote into this and I'm like, and blue sleeps faster than Wednesday, you know, like I, I, I don't know how we're going to, you know, um, so, but yeah, I mean you could, so, but there's no real way that we found out in terms of like connecting a camera to a tablet or a phone. There's no reliable way that we found that that we would promote in order to make that happen. Um, but you can do that. And even if you have to, when, when we have a lot of people that, hey, but my iPad's five feet from the targets, but I shoot at 15, um, you, you, what you wanted, what I tell them typically is, hey, there is a setting in there where you just put, I, you can put a post-it note on the wall or something. And that is just a designated start and stop of your shot timer and so it's just a remote control and so all you do is shoot that and your shot timer starts yeah so that way you don't have to walk up to the tablet every time and hit it um and and that way then when you're done shooting you can just walk up after you're all done the when you're talking in terms of and i know i'm bouncing all around but when you're talking usb webcams you can get away with scooching them further back so you can get back 15 20 feet you know, with a with a USB webcam that's just designated for it. We just found with mobile devices they need to be a little bit closer for reliable shot detection. Okay. 
Sorry, the hamster was turning, and I'm like, I don't. Oh, I got it. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know what I was thinking though, Dave. Let me let me let me think about this because you know when we bore sight in a rifle or a scope onto our rifle, yeah, we use a you know we use a bore sight. But uh, in this is probably geeky or technical, but I know there's a lot of IT guys that like uh, that shoot as well. I'm thinking if you're at 100 yards, the dispersion of that laser, if you're up close, it's a tiny dot, right? But as you get out at 100 yards, I think the dispersion of the laser, if it carries that far, if you're really going to set up your target that far, might actually increase in the size. So the accuracy you'll get mm. might not might, might not be as pinpoint as, you know, wh what you would expect where the right. bullet is punching through the hole. But if you set it up closer and just reduce the size of your target to simulate it, It'll probably work. It's just I, I I wouldn't hate for someone to say, wait a minute, my shot is one MOA in size, and it's because of the dispersion of that laser as it gets further away. That just right. was, that was just something I was thinking about right yeah, now. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. but this is what I mean. This is the this is what one of the things I like about the Laser X app is the fact that you know you can sit here and just think about anything and then play with it and see what you can come up with. I mean, there's, again, it's only limited by your imagination. Right. So, you know, it, it might take some IT expertise to link some stuff up, but mm -hmm. I mean, nowadays you can get on Amazon and, and get whatever you need the next yeah. day to hook stuff together, you know? Yeah. yeah and if you can't figure it out, your kid probably can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, he'll probably set it up to be like, Make this work for Papa, please. He's like, okay. Yeah. He'll probably set up so you can't get back in your computer at that point. Yeah, no that kidding. is true. He's Change the passwords on you. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, to your point, Dave, though, I mean, that's why sometimes we'll scour the internet and find people tagging or hashtagging laser X or laser. And it's like, whoa, they're actually doing this. And we'll 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 repost it or I, what's a term these days? I, I lose it, but we'll 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 repeat it on our on our different social channels because that use case that you're just talking about here with, uh, you know, using a rifle, somebody might have that same question. And because the community is fairly large, the users that we have, uh, we have, uh, I think, several thousand. I say it's over 10,000 users that I know of. Definitely wow. a, lot, a lot more than that if I'm looking at the number of people using the application. So there's a there's a wealth of knowledge or people who are using it. And the number of use cases, my, my guess is someone's probably done that as well, what you're talking about. Yeah, probably have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially when, you know, you can just, if you're at a range that has Wi-Fi, well, that makes it a whole lot easier because now you have on what Windows now comes with your phone. So you can link yeah. your phone to your laptop. I mean, how difficult is that? You put your phone down there yeah, and that's your camera. And then you've got your laptop back where you are. So you can link the two and you can see everything that happens on your phone. You know, there's just so many different ways to try to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And like we said, I mean, yeah, with, with technology growing exponentially, you know, it's, Ben and I don't necessarily, we can't keep up as fast as everything grows. So you might find, like you said, someone that, hey, I tried this. Yeah. And we're like, oh, good on you, because I would not have thought of that, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, so what I had to do is your take note. Uh, window has your phone now. I have to take a look at that use case. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I, because I'm, I don't have the website up, so I guess Dave would be able to answer this question a little bit easier. But do you guys have on your site like, oh, those use those use cases where you're like, hey, this is actually really interesting. We could put the, push this out to the community and just say, hey, this is something else that a, a user found that you can do. Here's it for for you guys to try. Yeah. 
right now there's not a way for a user to go in there and add something. Um, I'll, I'll preface that because what we're doing is we're going to revamp our website to allow more of the community. Since there's a lot, a lot of new shooters, a lot of new gun owners out there, we want to make sure if they have questions, they feel safe and comfortable to be able to ask those questions. Um, now, when I said I'll preface that is even though we haven't redone the website yet to allow that laser classic, you know, we have two versions community. Uh, we have laser classic and laser X. There's something called laser community and Sam, you could probably speak more to that. That's a place where people actually ask questions and even sometimes post their own drills uh, that they had when they, uh, when they have laser classic. Would that, would that be accurate, Sam? Well, yeah, sure. So with laser community, what you have is you have a plethora of it's, it's a uh, users of laser classic can go into the community and pick drills to shoot those drills. Now, so when it first came out, I had made a bunch of drills and threw them in there. But we do have people, I mean, you can get people around the world that see Sam's drills and they can shoot them. I get notified when that person finishes my drill. So I can go and I can look at their shot placement, their target setups and stuff like that and go, hey, you know, add a comment real quick and say, hey, you need to space that target out or yeah, it looks like, yeah, you pulled a couple shots. You might look at trigger control or, you know, something like that. You can add those those brief comments in there. Um, and if people do end up coming, I mean, there's so many different drills in there now from users yeah. that now make them and add them on there that, you know, you potentially, there could be someone out there that's made a, a long range thing and someone will go, hey, how did you do that? And he might be able to comment real quick, hey, on this drill, you might try setting your camera here and scooching back a little bit or something, you know? Um, but yeah, it's it's basically they're going to comment. The comments and interchange that's going to happen is going to be within the drills that they shot. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I see you have the online training depot where you have your guided practice and stuff like that, different drills. Because like right now, uh, I primarily shoot at the moment USPSA. I did shoot an IDPA match recently, um, but it's been a couple of years since I've done any rifle stuff. Now, uh, like I, I have right now set up in my garage, everything measured out properly, El Presidente. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, can, I can practice that. Now, the thing I like about the the app is I can practice that like normal, uh, you know, to try to get my speed gains. And then when I want to try it for real to see what my score might be yeah, with the Laser X app or even Laser Classic, then I could use a laser and then go back, look at my times, my hits, and actually calculate my hit factor mm -hmm. and see where the, I would fall within my capability and I could test that, you know, monthly, every couple of weeks, you know, based on my dry fire training to see how I'm improving and what I need to work on to continue to improve. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's a, it's a pretty cool thing to, to be able to, you know, do that. I know El Presidente, I'm almost hundred percent sure that's in the community too. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, even people will say, well, this isn't in, you know, the challenges or the community in whichever version they're using. And it's like, well, hey, and that's fine. The world is your oyster. Go in and, and set it up the way you want to. And and there is things in there. Like you said, calculating your hit factor and stuff. There are add-ons that you can purchase um, 
that score those automatically for you. Oh. And so it'll tell you hit factor. It'll tell you the points. It'll tell you what your time is with penalties and everything like that. So there are those things. Now, generally, we're of the mindset that we just want people to get what they need, not what they, you know, just buying everything at once. And so those are things you can always add on later and we say, see if the general software fits what you need. And then go ahead and if you down the road, you really want scoring, go ahead and buy it and just, you know, turn it on. Um, yeah. In fact, I think, uh, Sam, in LaserX, or, so again, Laser Classic, LaserX, in LaserX, there are some, I'll say there's a section where you can actually go into the application itself and do some drills that really help you work on accuracy or speed or speed and accuracy. So I don't want to say it's a game because, you know, firearms is not necessarily a game, but we did try to, the, the, the creators tried to gamify it so that it'll motivate you to try one. Let's get you accurate first so you get the understanding of trigger control proper grip okay let's move you now try some speed and then later on try speed and accuracy so there's a section there where you have the challenges in laser x where the, the shooter can actually move themselves up and mm -hmm. what's nice about it is they don't unlock unless you have done a certain level of shown a le certain level of proficiency to move to the next one oh. so it's, it's it's a way to if you don't have any drills in mind that you have um, you can do some of these yourself within LaserX. That's actually a really good idea. And that, that serves purposes for just the basic, I want to carry every day and make sure that I'm safe shooter. And in particular, going up to the competitive shooters like USPSA, IDPA, any of those things. Like that's a great way to to motivate people to actually progress. Because once you make something fun, people are going to yeah. want to do it more. Yeah. So that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. And that was the developer's initial intent in making challenges um you know and obviously as they're creating stuff i'm around in the office and i can just kind of hear their thought process as they're <laughs> communicating things back and forth to each other but that was one of the things that they tried they were like hey in a sense we're gamifying it yeah. slightly because we want them to feel a sense of accomplishment hey i just got enough points to unlock a new drill and and so we you know and there are people and and it's not wrong but they'll be like hey you know so a bunch of these drills are locked and we're like yes because if we you have a brand new shooter you what you don't want them to do is be like a squirrel on caffeine that is just jumping around you know and and so it's like yeah you might hey this this drill wants five shots slow and steady we want your fundamentals there yeah and, and so if somebody's like, yeah, I'll do that once and then I'll draw from seated and then I'll do a front surrender position, turn and shoot. It's like, yeah, you did each of those twice, but how proficient, like, what did you gain from that? Did you really right. like get your grip in? Did you get side alignment? Or are you just pointing and shooting and you're not gaining anything? And so they, they put those, those things in there, one, to give a sense of accomplishment when you do have the ability to unlock something. But then at the same time, it throttles down new shooters so they don't go running full bore into the paint yeah. like and, and gain nothing. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's brilliant. And I think it's a really good way to introduce, uh, cause you know, I have two young kids, Dave's, I say kids, they're grown men at this point, but, and we've <laughs> talked about it on the, on the podcast before about, you know, what's a good age to start bringing kids into understanding shooting on set. Like that's a really great way to introduce, your your child at whatever age you decide is appropriate for them yeah. to start getting them into hey these are the fundamentals of marksmanship and, and safety and all that stuff uh mm -hmm. so like to me that's that's brilliant 
I mean, isn't it like isn't it similar to what the uh, CMP program, I think the Appleseed Project used to do? And that's that's what I think is great. I mean, all these new shooters are coming into the space. And I've seen your guys' podcast. I, I cheated. I watched it just a little bit earlier on so I understand what we're, what we're facing. But, you know, you guys have all these expert shooting teams. And I go, these guys got us everyone, whether uh, whether you're, uh, you know, Michelec or you're some of these competitive shooters, everyone started from nothing. And it was a first firearm, someone who got them interested, gave them a positive experience. And I think that's what we're trying to do, too, is get that mindset going again. Say, hey, guns aren't scary. The bad people who use it are scary. But the gun in of itself, it's a tool. It's a hammer. It's a brick. You can build something with it. And it's it's depending how you use it. And that's kind of the idea is redo this mindset of what a firearm is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Dave. No, no. Go, Sam. Um, to, to caveat on, you know, Ben and, and Leo's comment about kids, we've had people come in. I think it just happened a couple of months ago. Um, we had a, a gentleman come in with his, his boy. His boy probably was maybe 10. Um, and his he has his son in competition shooting. And so it was, I mean, but it's, it's, it's a lot more like you, re, you reduce a great amount of stress when you say this is just a laser and, and you know, like you're not going to end up ripping something out of the kid's hand or he's going to put a bullet in the wrong spot where you can, you can relax a little bit and focus that child or that young kid on, Hey, like, this is how we do this. And you're not worried about like, Hey, come over here for a second. He turns right towards you, yeah. you know? Um, but we do, we have lots of people, even at shows, kids come up all the time. And I'm surprised at how many times I'll see a small child come up, grab a cert pistol. And one, I remember one particular show and this, this little girl couldn't have been maybe 12 came up, grabbed a, grabbed a pistol and she started shooting a drill I had set up and I was watching her fundamentals and I was like, you got to be kidding me. And like, sure enough, she kind of turned to hand the cert pistol back to me. And there was a light, you know, dip in where that, that muzzle went. And her mom was right behind her and was like, Hey, what did I tell you about muzzle awareness? So even in that sense, you know, you're watching them, even in a very inert training device, you see the parents coming alongside the kids and saying, no, watch it. This is not what I taught you to do, but it was still not like you about blew that dude's, you know? So. Yeah. yeah I mean, I started my kids. Sorry, go ahead. Dave. I was going to say, I started my kids at nine and seven, <clears throat> but the, the closest range to me was an hour away. So, yeah. you know, it's a two hour drive. Then you have set up time and all of that. It would have been nice had I been able to start them with something a little different. They're like Leo said, they're both actually over 18 now. So um, they're great shooters doing their the own way. thing. But <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it, it would be really nice. And, and like you said, I definitely agree that it's a much safer way mm-hmm. to start them. You know, I started with a 22 and a 17 caliber rifle, but having a laser would still be way safer. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it, it takes that inherent, the, the lethality of a yeah. firearm out of it. I mean, cause everybody, everybody latches onto those stories where like that, the family took that little girl to that uh, range in Vegas and she ends up accidentally shooting somebody, right? you know, whereas mm-hmm. you can do something as simple as this, you're still teaching them, obviously the fundamentals of safety and all that stuff. 
and you're building in that muscle memory and that unconscious like oh awareness of what they're doing totally. while making it very inherently safe for everybody like that's right. that's awesome no, and to your point, Leo, I mean, you can clearly see when you you think your kid is ready to handle a live farm or a, a heavier caliber farm just from training them with an inert uh, training device. And I think that's the that's the big plus about it. You can judge as a parent whether you think your kid's ready to move to that next level. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. in, in fact, what I just to share with you, what I thought was interesting, another use case of, you know, dry fire and the laser app that we have is we get calls and the big secret is I, I answer phone calls. I talk to customers. I don't tell them who I am. I don't want them bypassing Sam, but it's interesting. We're getting a lot of calls and interest from, from the big cities, you know, it's like Chicago, uh, New York, or we talk to customers in these cities where you think guns are prohibited. But what's nice about it is these uh, second amendment, you know, these new members of the family are actually able to practice their pistol craft and not get accosted because a lot of those places, you're in the big city. There's no gun range just down the road that you can drive to where you might not be able to take your firearm through the city to do that. This gives them the ability to do it in, inside. And that's what we like is these guys are saying, hey, how can I do this? What's a good use case? And they're actually training. Uh, they, they can't say what they're doing, but they, they're actually training them and uh, themselves and their friends within their own apartment or within their own house to do that. They, they, uh, and they can get the same amount of training. It never replaces live fire, but they get a good amount of training that they would had they gone to the range. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and backing up for just a second, sure. talking about um, the different drills and such, is there any talk of a, because I'm on your website now and I'm on the support and fact section. So I see where you have the laser community and stuff like that. Is there discussion of maybe having another folder where you almost turn it into a competition where people can compete against each other with uh, this some of the drills you've already created? You're talking almost like a, a, a virtual or online IDPA where they can post their times and here's yeah. the scenario. I mean, Sam, do you, uh, you want to talk about any of that? Oh, or, uh, you, I I mean, so it is kind of a, I guess, to clarify for my brain, do you, you're meaning like they go and shoot their drill and then they post their times in there? Or do you mean like Tommy's against Johnny several states away and it's going against each other at the no, same time? No. I mean, like in in like a forum setting oh, you know, yeah. where, you know, you can have the different drills already set up and people can post their videos. I did mm -hmm. mine and, you know, 4.1 seconds with this hit factor and here it is, you know, some where it yeah. actively engages people and gets them to almost compete online with each other in the different right. drills. And then you have like the Pac-Man scoreboard. There you go. Like LFT, because you could only put three letters. <laughs> yeah. So the community, in a sense, already to a degree does that to to some degree. Now, I, I think there has been, and Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, there has been discussion about putting that in there where it is, hey, you know, yeah, post your post your stuff. Show us how good you're doing or yeah. show the community how good you're doing. Let them look at it and you know, because yeah, competition always breeds more competition. So, right, you know, I, I think you know, to that laser classic does that uh, through the community. 
Um, but LaserX doesn't have that capability yet. And the idea is we want to leverage um, the, the network, the internet, the capability of the internet, and also the community. Th there are things we do have planned to do something like that. One of the one of the questions was also, hey, can we do a lot, do it live or real time? That might be a challenge, you know. So you have a IDPA club or USPSA club in Dallas, where I'm based, doing it against a club up in um, Beatrice or Lincoln, where Sam is at. The challenge is the internet and how we would do that. But definitely, the the thought was, could we have it where you have a uh, a shooter scoreboard saying so and so shot the Sam drill this week, and here's his times, here's his results. It posts it, and you can't you can't fudge it. Th there's been thoughts about that, so we do have some. I'd say some features we're looking at putting into the next evolution or next version release of laser X, but it's not in there right now, but definitely those things, those use cases you're talking about are things we've talked, we plan for the future. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that kind of blowing up the internet on your, your website. <laughs> laser breaks the internet. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we have the server running in my daughter's bedroom somewhere like, oh, man, it's smoking when you can walk into the room. It's all on fire. <laughs> no. well, and, and uh, you know, we interviewed Bill Duda from Go Fast, Don't Suck. Yeah. And they had a postal match, you know, which is a virtual. It's not in person with everybody together. So I could see where the application would be there for yeah. virtual matches where everybody's running the same drills per se and then you know it's an accumulative thing and and that type of thing so yeah i mean it's like we do an idpa you have certain stages that are distributed amongst the clubs and it's a standardized one as long as everyone sets it up identically and the same scenario i think it's doable it would be doable but that's something those are things we're definitely looking at I mean, I'm not saying that'd be a great way to run nationals when the yeah. whole Delta variant thing happens and we're all stuck at home. Yeah. I'm just an idea, man. I'm just putting that out there. No, I mean, Leo, you're spot on because, you know, again, talking to customers, talking to people, there are that there is that concern from instructors. They're saying, how do I keep my students engaged now that we're back out there shooting again? They're concerned of all this news you're hearing about a potential second lockdown. How do we keep our students engaged in practicing? They're saying, can we use LaserX to do that? or laser community, there's definitely ways to do that. So you're, you're thinking where a lot of the uh, customers that we have are already asking about are saying something could happen in the wintertime. And, uh, you know, even without the Delta variant, we have shooters or instructors are up in Ohio, Michigan, where it's really cold. They're saying, hey, Ben, we're not doing a lot of the laser acts right now because we're actually able to go out there and shoot. But, yeah, when it gets cold, we're going back indoors, and this is where we can get a lot of our practice in there. Yeah, as someone who has shot in the snow, like it's pretty. It makes a really good photo, but it's miserable, man. Like it's not fun. Yep. I'm fat, right. and I'm like, no, this is no, it's too much. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's that mindset. Train, you know, train as you you would fight. So th right. there's some validity there. But if I don't have to, be, again, haven't been in the Arctic Circle minus 35 degrees, I'm not interested. If I don't have to be in that condition, I'm not going to be in that condition. That's yeah. not for me. That's for young people. <laughs> yeah. They don't have arthritis. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Or as my mom calls it, arthritis. Arthritis. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant woman. Now, Sam, for yes. those for those people listening that are not familiar with this, can you list all of the uh, things that they can derive from a dry fire practice using the LaserX app? or laser classic either one um yeah so basically um 
there there's a lot of a lot of different things in a, in a nutshell that you can do off the off the top of the cuff um, um, and I do apologize I got someone about to show up at this door that's just dropping something off so I'm gonna have to unlock it oh okay um, so let me go just unlock it real quick yep. I do apologize I'll let I'll let Ben do it yeah I mean you better hope I know no well I mean Dave <laughs> I would almost say because when I first when I first used the application, I was a user before we actually looked at purchasing the company. What okay. I liked about it is both classic and X, and I, I really used X most of the time. Anything you can do with a shot timer, it's in the application. So you have par times, you have split times. You know, you could just do the shot. You know, from the buzzer to your first shot. But it also adds the capability on the shot timer. You don't have it. You can see where you place the shot but then if you jerk the trigger for uh, you know after the shot a couple of milliseconds afterwards it'll show how that muzzle movement went so i would say what you can derive at it is if you have a shot timer you're going to find it in the application plus you actually have the additional part of the diagnostics post shot diagnostics as well okay yeah if you're interested in cert pistols we just got shipment <laughs> Oh, oh, there you go. Plug right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but that, that's really, I mean, Sam, so I was telling Dave uh, that the, um, if you, if you were asking what's in laser, laser app, uh, laser classic or laser X, whatever's in your shot timer that you carry on your hip when you go to the range, it's going to be in the application. Plus you have the diagnostics afterwards, the post shot diagnostics in there. Um, right. And th there's some other things. What, I, what is nice about it is it's simple enough to get started. So it's, it's not something that will blow your mind. Um, for me, sometimes it's just logging in and remembering my password's the toughest. But it is, is, it's feature-rich enough that as you get into the application, you can begin doing some of those scenarios and customizing the application to do those, uh, have those settings that you really need as you get deeper into, the, uh, you know, into your dry fire practice. So, I mean, it, it covers quite a bit in there. It does. Yeah, and like Ben said, with the shot timer, you're going to get the basic information of how fast you're shooting, what target, where that shot was placed, um, movement after trigger pull, things that are just at face value that you can take. Now, one thing our software isn't going to do is say someone shoots and you see you know, a diagnostic line move off. It's not going to tell them hey, you're, you've got too much finger on the trigger. It won't get that specific because it's going to rely on the shooter's experience to know what they did. And then so as the shooter, like Ben said, as the shooter grows, they can delineate from the face value information what happened and how to remedy it. Yeah. Um, so, but it does. It, it's kind of like, yeah, as you grow, the software in a sense grows with you and you can take that information. And, you know, which it's not designed to ever replace the instructor or live fire, but what we can mm -hmm. do is you can go to the instructor, you know, they'll give you drills with stuff that you practice on the live range and come back to the application, do that string of fire. When you go see your instructor again, you can explain to them, this is what I've seen, what I was seeing on, on laser, laser X, what is causing that? So if you're breaking the shot in the wrong direction or you're pulling the trigger, those are things you can go back to your coach or your instructor to ask, how do I improve on this? Or here's what I feel I need to work on. Okay, and that was going to be my follow-up question because we were just talking about how do instructors keep their students engaged. My question was going to be, is there enough information there that the instructor can make a, a diagnostic, uh, whatever you want to call it, there and be able to correct that student? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. So especially when you're talking um, – 
I mean, you can do that. Obviously, any instructor might do that with a shot timer. He might look at it and say, hey, you know, we've got your draw from concealment. You're pulling it out at, you know, 1.6. So let's talk about your movement and limited your your amount of movement, you know, different things like that, where they can pull that stuff from times alone. Hey, your transition shot was pretty slow. So what I want you to do is focus on getting that shot. Once you pull the trigger on the first shot, you know that bullet's already gone. So start moving, you know, things like that where they can, the, the instructor will have more than enough information to extrapolate data and, and instruct their students based on that. Um, and I've had instructors kind of ask me those questions like, well, what can I do with that? And I said, well, you as the instructor are going to be the one you're physically there. You can see if when they shoot and there's, a, you know, it's showing they moved down into the left after a trigger pull. I said, you're the one though, you're there. So you can see, were they off on the trigger pull? You know, were they holding their breath too long or something? You know, um, you're ultimately going to have to make that call, but that is a tool that you can see. Oh, yeah, he jerked the trigger, but you saw where that finger was on the trigger. Um, but that line is going to tell you, yep, there was movement, and you can extrapolate from that because you're watching the shooter. What caused that to happen? Yeah. And you know what, Sam, to, to that, I mean, because Laser Classic is our, uh, the most, more mature product. Uh, so there has features in there that we're eventually going to roll in or put into Laser X. Laser Classic has a plugin called Shooter Watch. So if you wanted to take, uh, you know, see, you, you're watching your targets where the shots are placing, but let's say you wanted to have a, another camera focus on your grip or your stance or how you're drawing from the holster. Shooter Watch gives you the ability, that second set of eyes, even though your instructor's not there, you might be able to share the video with them or share the images with them to say, here's what I'm doing. Is there something you need me to correct? So that's something you can do post post drill and share with your instructors. It, it's again, it's only in laser classic right now as a plugin, but some of the, a lot of these features as we grow and mature laser X, those things will be added in there as well. Okay. Oh, wow. That's a pretty interesting combination. Um, Cause I know there are a lot of people that actually, uh, for USPSA, they will record themselves and what they're doing so they can see where they're losing time or, or just not doing stuff they should be doing. Um, right. Now, Ben and I, when, when we were in the Marine Corps way back in the day, um, Archibald Henderson days, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pistol competition, uh, across all the services was NRA bullseye. So my question for you guys is obviously group shooting is something this thing can do and which would be great feedback. Now, can you, can you turn off the timer and just do group shooting where it will record your shots without a timer? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. You can definitely turn that off. So it's just on basic shooting. Um, it's not going to play a start tone. It's not going to, there's no part times, nothing like that. It's just shoot. And you know, you'll still see a time on there, but it's not, I mean, it's arbitrary at that point. Right. So. Okay. And the, I know there is um, audible feedback. Can, mm -hmm. can that be turned off? Yes, I believe. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going through the catalog in my brain. <laughs> of all the stuff. Um, yeah. For, um, you can turn like different sounds. You can change those sounds. And I believe there is one where you can turn it to none, but most people typically won't turn that off right. on a general basis. But I mean, 
if if they you know if they're like well sam you lied to me and you said that there's a nun you know um then i'd be like okay turn turn the volume down it's funny you say that sam because last night late night even though there's no one here in the house i want i was uh using laser classic and there is that no sound uh, uh, selection when you shoot i've never been asked that for laser x i'm, I'm assuming it's yeah. gonna be in there that, that's my achilles heel but i know laser classic has a setting where you can turn off zero sound yeah. on any of the shots and you yeah. can even make the sounds different for a hit and a miss. So audibly you can hear it or you can just shut it off altogether. So you're not embarrassing yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's Yeah. We generally, yeah, it shows there's been times and you can, you can obviously make sounds differ from target to target or your hit and your miss are going to be a different sound. So, you know, and it's always, we're at shows and it might be, I'm just trying to rip through something real fast because there's no one to talk to. And, like I'm shooting and all of a sudden you hear miss, 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 miss. And you're like, oh, stop, stop, stop. Like, <laughs> you're like, let's turn it to something else. So it it's it's functioning. <laughs> you just lost sales. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want anything that dude's promoting. He sucks at shooting. <laughs> you flip your funny. shirt and said, I don't work for that. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with aim cam glasses? Aim cam. Mm -mm. No. Okay. I, I like where this is going because I was thinking it too. Okay. okay. So, um, I, I when I shoot, I wear um, glasses that are. If you look at what Leo's holding up, there's a camera on the frame oh, yeah. above okay. the eye. Okay. So I always shoot with those on, and I do it like we were talking earlier, a third person view, and you have a first person view. Gotcha. You can actually see my dot through that camera. Wow. So really? I know you, yeah. So I know you can easily see, and I've seen it online where people shoot shotgun or pistol or whatever, and you can see the iron sights easy, actually easier than my dot because the dot's higher up. So it's higher up in the view. It's not always the exact, but um, okay. I can only imagine the. <laughs> abilities to confirm what you're seeing through the aim cam glasses with what's being recorded with the laser app Not whether sponsor, it's classic or <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if, if you're listening aim cam that's cool would be into it but right right now not a sponsor <laughs> and the the glasses actually have their own wi-fi settings so you can literally live stream it so again i don't think you can see the button on there but yeah, okay. Wi-Fi. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so you can literally mm -hmm. live stream it as you're shooting. So again, I mean, I can only imagine <laughs> the possibilities <laughs> with the laser X app. And, and even going back to what we talked about earlier, instructors being able to see and diagnose what, is going on now you have the view that the shooter has yeah, yeah. plus you get the feedback from the laser x app i mean how much easier can their job be right, right. well we still want students to show up we still want students yeah. to show up on the range right yeah yeah <laughs> no but, uh, that's a good point dave i didn't realize i appreciate that information in fact i wrote it down here because uh sam get ready for a bunch of uh user <laughs> uh, calls here for support sorry, sorry sam but yeah. but but i'm, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> This is all, that's why you have a lot of IT guys geeking out on technology, but that yeah. replaces the, you know, the, the GoPro that used to strap to your helmet or to yeah. your chest and you can only review it afterwards. This is live. 
So I think that's pretty Correct. great. No, I appreciate that information. And we'll not, and where it also beats the GoPro is the GoPro doesn't show you your side alignment. Yes. It only shows what you're seeing when you're looking down range at whatever you're looking at. Whereas the aim cam literally allow you to see your sights on the target. So, so are you saying you co-witness the camera with your sights? Yep. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, Dave. I mean, I don't know if you're going to the NRA convention, but we'll go. I'm going to go look for those guys uh, when we get there. We're we're we're, we're um, exhibiting at the NRA convention. They're there. I'll check them out and talk to them. That's awesome. Yeah. Had I not had I learned about the date sooner, I would have tried to get there, but okay. I found out too late. And with with uh, being a firefighter paramedic, it's hard to get time off that quickly in the summertime. So gotcha. Um, otherwise, I'd stop in and see you guys too. Hey, when, yeah. when is it? It's like uh, September 4th, 5th, I want to uh, say. September 3rd to the 5th. There you it's go. Just, I mean, the 6th, what's crazy, 6th is a holiday. It's down in Houston, so September 6th is a holiday. So uh, I'm sure people are going to hang around Houston for a bit longer. But, um, you know, it's, it looks like it's going to be pretty exciting because the month after that, and I'm not trying to, sorry, I'm not trying to plug anything, but the month after that is also USCCA, and it's here in Texas also, and that's in October. So it's pretty cool that we have these meetings going on that we haven't had in a long time. Oh, don't feel bad. I have a lot of leave I have to burn. So. <laughs> there you go. You, you, saying, you may not see Dave, but. <laughs> yeah. So don't be disappointed. Is that what you're saying, Leo? Yeah. Don't be disappointed, Dave. I mean, Dave. listen, I'm, it's, sorry. <laughs> I can't, I can't fix this. Yes. Well, you can <laughs> so just come down and hang out with us all day. We're there you go. Listen, I will make partnerships that you never thought of. <laughs> there you go. He may not even want, but it, you'll get <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> That's, the, we need to talk about that. <laughs> that's another podcast yeah, altogether. It's fine. That'll oh, be man. a review podcast of how poorly that meeting went. Oh man! <laughs> but you got—I mean, it, it, this is awesome. I mean, but, uh, now do some of the other competitive shooters—is that how you found out about the uh, aim cam glasses, or did, is that something you stumbled across? Um, I stumbled across it. I don't remember how now because I've had them for a year and a half yeah, or wow. so. Okay. So I've been using them quite a bit. They get—they get a lot of work in. Okay. Yeah, I think it was because we were still working together at the time and it was a it was a process of like GoPro and then yeah. Huggy's weird side mounted thing that was just like that. De I know. Yeah. Now I remember what it was. Velcro, we were it was a whole thing. Yeah. We were both out at the academy because we were Janky. both um, teaching the we have an accredited paramedic program where I work. So we were teaching paramedic students. Leo's still out there at the academy. I'm back in the field running calls. But we had glasses. Someone before I got there, someone had bought these glasses off right. of Amazon that just mind. had a camera right smack between the eyes. <laughs> and we would have students wear them and record the scenarios we were running them through. Mm. Hysterical, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it would be <laughs> hilarious. And then we could review parts of it with the students as a whole. So that got me thinking. I was like, oh, I actually used one one time in a match. I was like, this is pretty cool, but the angles. Not quite right. Oh, okay. So then I started doing some research, found aim cam and ran across someone was, I was like, well, they're, you know, a little on the pricey side for yeah, me. Right not now. Cheap. I just got into shooting. So I was like, you know, there was already a bunch of other stuff that I had to buy. And, uh, then I was like, there was a sale. I forget where it was. Someone is running a, a sale. And I was like, I'm in. So I jumped in on it and it's probably one of the best purchases i i've made for shooting 
it definitely sounds good. And those are shooting glasses with the camera. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. And if you've ever heard of Hunter's HD Gold. That was my next one. <laughs> he, he's another guy who. Again, not a sponsor. Great guy. Though. No, but he's a great guy. We've had him on the podcast. But he actually makes, they are a lens crafting business. Okay. And then they made um, shooting glasses, which started for hunters. And basically what it is, mm. as you guys know, EENT and BMNT. Mm. Beginning of morning, nautical twilight, end of Okay. Yes. Dawn and dusk turns it into daylight. Really? Okay. That's how bright his glasses are. And it's he actually perfect. makes lenses to fit into the aim cam glasses. So okay. it's pretty, wow. pretty wild. It's like a, a rabbit hole. You know, it's just like you find something, you, you end up going down this rabbit hole that never ends. So you can spend money on guns or you can spend money oh. on the gear, right? I mean, yeah. That's the, yeah. Or both. Oh. No, that, that's awesome because for me, I have stigmatism plus. You know, I used to joke around and say, all I need to see is my front side post. I'm golden. But now, even at this point, I have red dots. I have things. My stigmatism is there, and things are not as sharp as they used to be. And if you're saying these glasses or these, you know, this new gear that's out there actually helps, I guess, slow down our aging process yeah. and helps us shoot better, I'm all, I'm all in for it because, again, shooters, all, all categories are coming, and, coming on board. And because they're a lens-making business mm. first – if you have a prescription, he'll build it into the lenses. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. I, yeah. my old, now this is how weird it gets. I ran into my old middle school gym teacher and football coach at a match here in Virginia. I'm like, Whoa, he heard my <laughs> name. He's like, do you remember me? I'm like, uh, and he's like, I'm so-and-so I'm like, Holy cow. But anyway, he ended up buying a pair of those glasses, not the aim cam, the HD hunters, HD gold. And he says he he uses them more for driving because he's you know twenty wow. years older than me. Gotcha. Uh, especially at night and stuff like he doesn't take them off until he goes to bed because they brighten everything up. So it's crazy. Yeah. So, so if my wife is watching this, uh, you know what to get for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Brian Connolly. He is a almost. He's like he's ever everybody in USPSA. No, he's the yeah. Hunter's HD Gold is the official. Eyewear of USPSA. Cool. Everybody knows Brian. He has got very bright hair. Yep. Uh, super tall. Like if you see him, you'd be like, that's the guy. Makes me jealous. Nice I, don't, I don't have much hair. At least he has bright hair. That's his name. Oh, his yeah. is it's, it's loud. <laughs> he you makes up hear for his us. Hair coming. Uh, <laughs> but he's he's a great dude. He's awesome. So yeah. That's like cool. give him a shout. Just be like, oh hey, the guys from Casual Shooters Podcast told me about you. All right, we'll give him a holler. I'll, I'll see if he's down there in Houston uh, later yeah. on next month. Yeah, he's a good dude. So, is there anything? Got, is there anything we haven't covered about the laser app, whether it's classic or X? I, Sam, can you think? I mean, the only thing I might throw out there, uh, I'll just go over one of the most common questions we have because. You, you know, okay. your listeners or your viewers are probably thinking, okay, if they're interested, I just want to make sure that uh, we don't set false expectations. And I'll share one of the most common questions that we get from our uh, our customers uh, is about the use of recoil, recoil devices. Um, now, you know, we have two two uh, versions. We have Laser Classic and Laser X. They're, they're very similar in their capabilities, but they're also different in certain use cases depending on how you want to train and and sam you you've you run into this many times 
Mm -hmm. um, if you're going to use a recoil device, because the pulse of a recoil laser is very short, and um, you know you have to have a pretty powerful computer to, to capture that, you, we would say you have to use Laser Classic with the Classic Advanced Camera because you need a high-speed shutter camera, and you need Laser Classic, which doesn't have to traverse or do anything over the internet. Uh, whereas Laser X, if you want to do networking and doing you know, room clearing scenarios or doing movement to different areas, that's where you would use Laser X for the networking capabilities. Because I know um, a lot of folks out there say, I want to do recoil. And we have folks who do use Laser X with recoil, but they're going to experience missed shots or shots aren't detected because when the pulse is very short and the amount of refresh time that's required and just the technology limitations of browsers right now don't allow for that fast capture of the pulse. So that's that's the one caveat I'd say, Sam. I mean, is a case where if you're going to do recoil, laser classic in the classic mm -hmm. advanced camera, whereas yep. if you're going to do IR or anything else and want to do networking, I would say laser X is the one you want to use. Right, because both both versions will see IR. That's, that's not an issue. The issue, like Ben said, is those, those pulses from recoil simulated devices are so quick. And so to kind of go into nerd land here, the, the um, software is accurate to the pixel. Yeah. So when you have a really fast shot pulse from a recoil simulated device, it almost comes out as a line rather than a dot. And so you have to be able to have, like Ben said, that camera running at a ridiculously high frame rate to catch the first point of impact. So as to say, yes, it is accurate to the pixel at this point, this is where the shot landed versus having a big old smear or something like that. Um, and, and because that camera has to run so fast, yeah, you want a more powerful computer to be able to handle that load. Um, and so, and, and even there's even recoil simulated devices, uh, cool fire being one of them. I think Dave, you mentioned that earlier. Um, some of their pulses on theirs are even too fast. When you talk, like generally I tell people, you want that pulse, when you're going to go buy this, make sure it's within six to eight milliseconds. Because if you're, they have one that I want to say is like three, and it's ridiculously fast. And I'm like, I, I don't want to give you false hope that the software is going to catch something that quick. That would take a really, really fast camera to do it. Um, another thing to add, you know, with the recoil stuff, when you're using it on our software in Laser Classic, you you need our camera, and it's we're generally not people that are like you. Absolutely have to have our stuff, but when we're talking about something so complex and it needs to be right, and we need to make sure that it's reliable and works, and we know how to help people, you have to have the all orange camera on our website because it unlocks certain settings within Classic when you have it to be able to run at a high frame rate. Yeah. So if somebody out there is like, well, I got this camera that can go 300 you know, frames per second. Well, that's great, but the software is not gonna throttle up to that because that setting is locked down specifically for our camera because we know how to troubleshoot that should someone call and say, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something that Jason and John had built and tested several times. Sam was probably involved in testing as well to make sure they choose the right camera, right hardware so that it doesn't have a bad customer experience. That, that was the big thing they did. And that was awesome that they, they really wanted to perfect that recoil capability. Okay. What is the, if you don't mind me asking, what is the frame rate on your camera? 
So the frame rate on the, the advanced camera, I think it can go up to 200 frames a second. Generally on a powerful machine running about an i7 or very, very newer i5, um, you're looking at it's going to consistently run the frames at about 188 frames a second. And that is that is perfectly fine and fully capable of picking that up. But generally you want it up right at that 200. If they're dipping into 140s, 130s, you're not going to have a great experience. Oh, wow. It's got to be that fast, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, for everything else, the standard webcam that we're using even for this podcast, I mean, it works works fine. It's when you get to that recoil and like Sam said, the six to eight millisecond pulse on those laser are fast. I think the regular ones, um, like even I think some of the laser cartridges you use are, I think like 50 milliseconds. So you can see the big difference between the two. Mm. A regular webcam can handle the laser cartridge. It's a 50 millisecond burst, whereas you're really stepping it up when you go to the, to the recoil devices. Oh, wow. Okay. So I guess the, the CERT pistols fall within that normal webcam mm -hmm. range. Yeah, yeah the CERT pistols are as fast as you can rele release a trigger. So if you ride it too long, <laughs> you'll you'll have problems. It'll be, it'll be like your take-up laser. And in fact, if you're using a CERT pistol with our product and you order from us, we'll turn off the uh, take-up laser. Otherwise, you're painting the target and the, the, the you know laser X is detecting it. And then finally, you break the shot with the shot uh, laser. So we usually turn that off, and that's what we recommend to our customers when they use you know, okay. the, the laser app. Because that does go back to Dave's comment about whatever color you want. Yeah. And and we've had people call and say, can I use a green laser? I'm like, you can use a purple one if they had it. Yeah. You know, like our software doesn't care about colors. <laughs> like, But that that is because they'll make it in red and green lasers. You can have a take-up in there, you know. But I'm like, it's looking and it sees a laser. And that's what it sees. And so yeah, they, they go and they hit it with the take-up laser. It counts it as a shot. They pull the trigger again. So every time they squeeze the trigger, they're getting two shots. And so we turn that off for them so that it eliminates frustration for them. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if life, life was like that? Two <laughs> shots for the price of one? Yeah. Yes, man. Especially at these prices, right? Oh, that'd be yeah. amazing. Exactly. I don't even want to tell you how much money I just spent on a 1,000 rounds of 9 millimeter. My question is, where did you get those thousand rounds for the millimeter <laughs> internet? Yeah, <laughs> I love the interwebs. I think it was bulk ammo or ammo depot or one of the two. I can't remember. Yeah, that's a not a sponsor. They, me a, they definitely sent me an email. I was like on the way to the... <laughs> yeah, two for the price of one. I'll take a 338 Lapua, two for the yeah, two for one, right? There you go. Heck yeah, that's cheap. Yeah, it's no bigs. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's all I had. Leo, you have anything more? Uh, no, that's, that was it. Awesome. All right, gentlemen, anything, any final comments or. Yeah. I mean, well, I, you know, Dave, Leo, uh, and I guess you, there's usually three of you appreciate the time. I mean, uh, I know I appreciate your persistence and, and patience trying to get a hold of us. Uh, we're getting ready for the NRA convention. And so a lot of the things we're, we're, um, trying to get to the phone calls and answer emails. So I appreciate you having us on. I mean, it, it's awesome that you have an audience of expert shooters because they can speak to what they did, you know, to get to that level. And so this is a perfect fit. We're trying to get people into the community first, get comfortable so they can be like those other shooters that are on your podcast. Heck yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so just one final thought, like, so where can people like, what's the website? Uh, what are your social media places where people can get in touch with you? All that stuff. So we, you know, 
if anybody has any questions that we definitely can't answer. Sure. Um, where, they, where can they reach out? Sure. The, the website, Sam, you want to give them the website? I'm going to pull up the actual cha- uh, social media channels. For- sure. Yeah. The, the website is laserapp.com, L-A-S-R-A-P-P.com. Um, not, you know, if you type type it in and you're finding that it's not going to the right spot, take out the E. That's a, a good chunk of time. People put laser in there like it's supposed to be spelled. There you go. So, um, yep, that's where you can find us. You can also call us. Um, and our phone number is listed on the website, but then it's also um, it's 402-965-1778. Um, they'll usually try to get back to people within a, a one business day. Usually it's same day, but... Um, you know, so if you need to call us, yep, the phone number's right at the bottom of the page. Um, you know, or you can send us an email through there as well. Yeah. Hey, we're actually on Facebook. So prior to this, um, I, I've been kicked off of social media so many different times. I have to remember what it is. But um, <laughs> uh, so we're, we're, I, I hope that's a bragging right at this point. Yeah, um, it is. It depends on what for, but we'll, well, go well with probably I, I think, for good reason. Yeah, I think certain uh, my advocacy for some of the farms ah, and stuff like that yep. makes it difficult. But um, okay we're that. on Facebook, uh, I believe. Um, let me pull it up here. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Let's see here. We're on Twitter. We're also on LinkedIn as a company. We're on LinkedIn. And for videos, uh, I know you guys are on YouTube. We're also trying to use Rumble as well uh, for some of the video okay. streaming as well. And on Facebook, um, you know, I have to pull that up here because, yeah, um, I'm, I'm some, uh, sometimes they're typing, but I don't always remember who I am on Facebook, but you can find us under, uh, I think it's laser laser app or laser team. I mean, this is bad. So I should know this stuff, but, um, we're on, on those media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, and also on rumble as well. I mean, you can find us on YouTube, but, um, I like supporting people who support the second amendment community. And so that's why I'm trying to lean that direction as well. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. And there is, there is, you know, on YouTube, um, there is that if you search, it's under John Wallace, who was one of the creators. He has a bunch of videos. He did years and years of videos. So somebody's like, Hey, I just want to see this thing in action. If you type like John Wallace, LASR, you know, you'll probably find him. He's a younger gentleman, got a goatee. Um, you know, so you'll, you'll kind of know, and he'll be wearing a blue polo almost every time. Yep. And uh, so he has a bunch of different videos on there um, to, to give people a time reference. Um, if you're looking at any video in there past roughly about the timestamp on there, November of 2018, November's 2018 is when LaserX first came out. So anything prior to that is going to be Laser Classic. Okay. Anything after that is generally going to be LaserX. So that's typically what I tell people when they call in and they want to see videos of it. I'm like, yep, just, just know though that if you go prior to this, you're going to see laser X and if you or laser classic. And if you buy laser X, you're going to look at it and go, that doesn't look the same. And that's why. Gotcha. So. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Sam, thanks for stalling for me. I mean, I should know this stuff, but if I look at what it is on Facebook, we're at L A S R A P P. And also on Instagram, we are L-A-S-R-A-P-P as well. So those are the two main channels we're usually there. And we'll respond to the customers there. I mean, we, we love some of the comments they have there. Um, they're pretty witty and, and sharp. 
but we're getting a lot of the customers as well who um, ask questions there and we're trying to answer them when they post questions on theirs also. Okay, sweet. Okay, yeah, great. Well, guys, thanks for coming on the podcast. Right. We appreciate yeah. all of your time, all of the information. I'm, I'm sure the listeners do too. So we hope to see you at some point in the future, whether it's on the range or at a conference or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us on. It was awesome just getting to sit and chat with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thanks for great. helping us, letting us geek out with you as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> what we do. We like that. Yeah. There you go. Okay, gents. Well, have All a great right, week. Appreciate you sharing you your time same. with us. Take right, care. Too. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Right. Until next time. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm.